Mission Log, September 7th, 2023. Expedition to Arcadia 19. The time is 0001, Universal Basic Time. After Brooks flipped the moon buggy, there was an off-schedule bout of bullet rain. The timing was incredibly poor. Between Major Strong's level-headed penchant for conflict resolution and Brooks' mechanical engineering, we were able to get the vehicle back on its wheels and on the road. As a man of science, I don't believe in miracles, but it was nothing short of a statistical anomaly that none of us were killed by the bullet rain. Upon our arrival, we were met with pointless corporate protocol, as Carrion Corp seems to prioritize self-aggrandizing over mission briefings. We had to enter a screening area for detoxification. Then, Bobby, a facility liaison, gave us a long-winded tour of the living quarters. We still know next to nothing about what we came here to do. Brooks and Major Ford seem to be weary of this whole operation, which is fine. That's why I'm not alone here. I will leave them to the risk mitigation and focus my mind on the science. Before ending the tour and leaving us to utilize their facilities, the elevator down to the mines, known as the cage, opened up to reveal a corpse of some sort. This seems to have bothered my co-workers. It's probably just a standard mining accident, but hopefully, if we're lucky, it's something more exciting. space everybody i got something in my eye oh it's space debris i rolled a 32 then you're rolling the wrong dice we are 32 whoa damn (laughs) okay fuck world (laughs) yeah our bodies are on the downward slope slowly dying oh it is that time of year huh we're all 32 huh oh Mm -hmm. i think so am i 32 you ever think about how weird that is i try not to I just turned 32. Wow. Like, I didn't even know you fuckers, and we're all 32. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hope my dice like me today. Have they liked you the past few days? Because if so. No. Yikes. <laughs> we remember what happened last time we got here. We met Bobby. We took a buggy to Bobby. And Bobby, she showed you around the entire thing. Right? Bobby had a baby, right? In her buggy. Eats a boy. You were the babies in the buggy to see Bobby. Bobby had a baby. Eats a boy. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the mining facility on Arcadia 19. Bobby just left you three in the common room, went to the atrium, and you saw something a little suspicious, Major Ford. You saw what seems to be a corpse come up from the mines, covered, and hurriedly get brought towards the infirmary. No time has passed since then, uh, only in the real world, not in Arcadia 19. Again, Ryan, I know the difference between the real world and this game, just to get that out at the beginning of the session. We don't believe you. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure I do either. Um, But here you are. The three of you are in the common room. There are a few other spacers in there, people who have just came up from the mines at the end of the day. The work shift is over for the day, and everyone is just passing their time, playing cards, chatting, going to the showers, things like that. What do the three of you do? Shower scene? Question mark? <laughs> no. <laughs> did only Ford see that? Or did we all see that? Ford did the survey roll with his uh, expert eyes. Is Ford going to share that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ford feeling his feelings? <laughs> <laughs> and so, essentially what I witnessed... Mm-hmm. was a dead person on a stretcher his you saw on a, a corpse arm sticking out from underneath the street. yeah it was there yeah. there was they were carrying up something covered and then at the last moment an arm fell out and bobby yeah. put the arm back in and it was essentially coming from the the arm was attached <laughs> it wasn't coming from the mine it was, was they it, came was it? the mine shaft the body did with yeah. the people bringing the body yep 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 the buggy with the body <laughs> the Bobby took the buggy body. with the body <laughs> The baby boy body Has anyone else noticed this? <laughs> I would very much like to know What is happening In that mine before we enter it Well that is uh, precisely What we are here to determine uh, What are you referring to by this? What, sh- what are you calling to our attention? The corpse being brought out of it Oh goodness <laughs> Holy shit. Uh that's that's gotta be Bachman. How in this universe do you know this person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also would like to know how you know this person. <laughs> when we were walking through, I heard them talking about someone dead in the mines. But it sounded like it could be like a robot or something. I didn't know it was a real person. <laughs> I'm trying to whisper in this accent, and it just sounds like I'm a you muffin. You sound like Marge Simpson. I think you just overheard people hushed whisperings about Bachman. I don't know if you heard that he was dead. He's dead? I thought he was just <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> okay, I guess I could say, uh, I wonder if that has anything to do with this Bachman that everybody's whispering about? Well, um, it is a good reminder that these facilities are dangerous and mining accidents happen every day throughout the galaxy. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. important Mm -hmm. to um, mind your P's and Q's. That is why you two are here uh, to make sure nothing happens to any of us while I investigate this biological discovery. I thought I was just here to fix the ship if it broke. Yes, I guess I 
misread the severity of this mission. Major, you are a military man. Surely you understand that any expedition into the depths of space can be potentially dangerous. I was not hired as a major, all due respect. But it is Ford. Yes, uh, Ford, I, uh, I apologize. I, many people in your line of work carry their titles with them even after their retirement. And doctors, some just want to let them go. In, indeed. I awkwardly turn away from this awkward conversation. Okay, so I'm to understand that we are to descend to our job in the morning, so perhaps we should go about the facility as we please and meet back up later? Yes, sounds good. Maybe let's find out a little bit about what we're getting into. Any intel that either of you can acquire would be appreciated. Thank you, Ford. Doctor. Uh, I don't have to go first, but Kenton would walk towards the, what is it, the gift shop? Is that what it's called? The general Ma- store. The general store. Is that where, like, the workshop is? That's where Ma and Paul work. What about you, uh, Ford? Uh, I think Ford would want to... Greenhouse kitchen, greenhouse kitchen. I, I thought I knew until this conversation. <laughs> uh, I think... Ford would want to go to the cafeteria. Okay. Awesome. Cool. You know what? Ryan's my favorite. Let's do Ford first. <laughs> okay. Ford, you leave the common room area uh, down a uh, straight hall that you can see the atrium through as you saw the uh, mining elevator come up. And the entire north side of that atrium is dedicated to the greenhouse, the cafeteria, and the kitchen. Outside of the kitchen is where the cafeteria is. There's a slew of long tables with benches. In the corner, there's like an old bun coffee machine with some, it smells a little burnt coffee still in the pot. And there are a few crew members sitting, chatting, eating, drinking coffee after their shift. You can see a window that acts as a serving window into the kitchen. Okay. Uh, well, first off, I'll walk up to the window mm-hmm. and see what's being served. You see three menu items in their trays with heaters under them. You see what looks like a stew with some sort of meat in there. You see what looks to be red grits. And the third one looks like ambrosia. There's these large, fluffy chunks of marshmallow sticking out of a strange pink concoction through the window you can see there are three large pots on an electric stove each with these strange meals in them smells okay okay i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, butt in with a headcanon slash visual question Mm -hmm. would there have been like assistance to bring our packs back to our living quarters or do we still have these large backpacks on our backs i think you would have left them in the common room with your cots unless you want to have them with you obviously cool i thought you were gonna ask about the delicious food is there a being anywhere around i thought you were gonna say bean (laughs) (laughs) there's coffee 
Yeah, I'll have nothing to do with that. But is there mm-hmm. a a being, just a person anywhere around? Roll me a survey of the seed. Okay. Plus head. Mm. That is a six. You want to use one of your intuitions? I'm just kidding. I don't think I do. (laughs) Uh, No, mark an experience point, and you hear a a slight commotion coming from the double doors that lead into the kitchen area, and those doors almost like something is knocking against them or shaking them. They start to move slightly. Something you remember from your dream in cryosleep of the doors of the mess hall shaking as the war ravaged outside and you just kind of see you see these doors and it's almost like a heartbeat in your head as you see them pulse opening and closing just slightly in front of you I think I would slowly walk up Mm -hmm. to the doors and then as they open I think I would just keep one open and keep it from closing and look yeah, it's kind of moving in and out slightly. It's not like opening and closing. They're just kind of vibrating, shaking. And you peek your head through the crack to see, and you see a sheet pan rack. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. One of those tall racks that you put the, uh, yeah. you know. A rolling rack. Sheet yeah, pans. Whatever. You put sheet pans on and hold yeah. the various food items. Yeah, you see one of those with rows and rows of these very flat-looking biscuits. I would like to take out, just like pull out one of the racks and just observe the biscuits. <laughs> Are you going in? Yeah, I would go in. You open the double doors to this kitchen and <laughs> you see this seven foot tall robot who is very startled by you entering. <laughs> and he knocks over this rack of biscuits in fear. And they all start clamoring to the ground. Da-dunk, 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 da-dunk. You scared me. <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I was admiring your kitchen. Yeah. You see this seven foot tall robot. His head is like this flat oval, kind of like a car radio and or like an old alarm clock. Maybe easier if you think of like a Super Nintendo without a cartridge in it. Mm-hmm. And instead of two tuning knobs in the front, he has these two optical receivers. They're both different sizes, and between those receivers, you can see this constant changing display of different temperatures and timers between his two eyes. It's okay. They were flat. I didn't mean to intrude. No. Uh, I mean, you're allowed back here. What is your name? My name is Ford. It's, you know, uh, it's long. Is that okay? Your name is long? Yeah. Nice to meet you, Long. Nice, nice to meet you, Long. Uh-huh. Oh, so good. No, I'm the gourmet nutrition operator for Carrion Corporation's habitats and institutions with many other functions. What's that acronym? Noki. It's Noki. I put an F in there, so I was really Why? Because <laughs> you said four, four carrying. Yeah, it's a lowercase four. Okay. Yeah. This is my voice, too. Anyway, do you want some ambrosia? 
Well, I gotta pick up these biscuits if you have anything you need to ask me. Long, my no. long, my my friend. Okay. <laughs> you know, you seem very upset by your biscuits being very flat. I can I can tell you why they are, if you would like. I mean, I think it's the altitude. We are in space. The altitude doesn't help, but you need to let them rest uh, wrapped for a little while under higher heat to let the dough truly rise before you refrigerate it. Oh. And he starts picking up biscuits off the floor and wrapping them and putting them back on the pants. Gross. No. Are you like a health inspector? <laughs> I don't see a badge. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just a fan. You don't look like a fan. I know a lot of fans. <laughs> Get it? Because I'm a robot. I'm sorry if I'm just not the. I'm not the most humorous. Yeah, me neither. Here, let me let me help you. I just wanted to admire your kitchen. As you look around, you see. Two rather large electric stove tops. There's a big walk-in freezer in the back. It is fairly bare bones. Uh, there are these, as I said before, three very large pots full of these strange food concoctions. Pretty much everything is bland in here. So what do you have over here? Well, in these in these pots here? Well, that one's a stew. There's chicken in it. We do have chickens. And then that one's grits. We have this flint corn, so it's red. And then that one's ambrosia. The foreman really likes ambrosia. And that's really about it. I was going to make these biscuits, but they're flat. I'll probably still make them. You know, a flat biscuit can always be a pancake. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I really have never thought about that. They should make you the gourmet nutrition operator for Carrion Corporation's habitats and institutions with many other functions. I think you can handle the job. I mean, I've been doing it for years. But I'll tell you what, remember what I told you about that biscuit dough? Yeah. Leave it out with a little bit of heat. There's not much heat here, unfortunately. We can't do, like, open fires. We are in space. Oxygen is flammable. You'll find a way. This has been just enlightening. Truly has. It was It was great to see your kitchen, Chef. You want to, like, hang out? No, I think I need to leave. I have two spatulas. Goodbye, Long. Um, For forever. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Ford. And he starts wrapping biscuits off the floor again. Oh. As you exit the door, he, he sighs sadly. I will leave and walk through the cafeteria. Everyone should not consume the biscuits. I cannot stress enough. Do not eat the biscuits. <laughs> uh, roll, me, roll me an influence someone. <laughs> Plus zero. I would like to roll... Respected. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 
When you try to gain someone's trust, roll plus group. Same thing. Same thing. I'm just using Same a thing. move for it. <laughs> okay. That's eight. Okay, okay. You see about half the people look at you and nod in acknowledgement as if they already know not to eat the biscuits, and the rest of the group does not pay attention. All right. Well, that was a fun time we had in that space. I'll go ahead and, <laughs> I'll go ahead and check out the greenhouse, and you can move on to someone else. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to uh, my other two favorites, Dr. Kinton and Brooks. You two head towards the general store, correct? Yes. There's a narrow hallway or two from the common room into the general store, but it opens up into a well-put-together, almost old-earth-looking general store. The counter itself is not made out of wood, but there's a faux wood top on the counter, and you see an old man sitting behind it. He's wearing a button-up shirt with overalls and a cardigan. He has this tan-worn Panama hat, kind of tilted on his head and he stands up as you to enter. There's pictures all around of him and his family on some farm on some planet that you've never seen before. Yo. Oh. The other two what came up the road. What? (laughs) (laughs) What did you just say? I, I said, yo, the two that came up the road. The rod? The rod. The rod? On the rover. <laughs> you really stove up that rover, too. <laughs> Are you okay, miss? Is this a gangster? <laughs> trying to figure out this voice. No, not a gangster. Picturing the old farmer from South Park who's like, <laughs> don't yeah. be going up that rod. Well, that's, that's the exact character this is based on, because that's based on the character from Pet Cemetery. Judd, Judd Crandall. That's not his name. My name's Pa Hillman. This is a charming fellow, but I think yeah. that <laughs> I think that Kenton is just, just goes over to start looking through some souvenir-y type stuff. Not big on talking you too, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm broke. Hold on. Just gotta look at all my things. Let all me find myself again. That's fine. I'll just sit here and read this here newspaper. I will find what I'm looking for just fine, uh, sir. Yes, thank you. But I will speak with your business partner soon to see about fixing my helmet here uh, once I'm done browsing. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you have any coffee brewed, sir? I think you'll find a pot in the cafeteria. Mm. <laughs> just steal this man's coffee? I mean, I've got my coffee right here if you want to take a sip. I'll take it with two sugars. I just figured he might have some coffee because it's a general store. They have generally everything. Jim Carrey's Grinch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can I shake his hand? Whoa. Can I reach out my hand? I'm going to introduce myself. Yeah. Absolutely. Stop being so fucking weird. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, Introduce yourself and put out your head. Uh, the name's Brooks. I'm the mechanic from the Tola. It's mighty fine to meet you, Brooks. Nice to meet you. You can call me Pa. Or Mr. Hillman will do you fine. Okay, Pa. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so do I... Here, right, that Ma fixes things? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> shops out back if you want to check up on that rover you busted. Oh, you heard you heard about that. Yeah, I saw you coming down the road. It's not our rover. It belongs to the facility. I assume they will see about having it fixed. Oh, uh, yeah. Not the first time. <laughs> Won't be the last. Based on the way this is going, I doubt any of us will survive this mine anyway. <laughs> I survived here a long time. I refuse to make friends with Pa. I will meet y'all after oh, yeah. Pa's gone. <laughs> Jesus. You just can't handle another viral old man. Yeah, no, I'm going to love Pa, and then a space ape is going to wear his brains. That's what's going to happen to Pa. So, no thanks. I will have no emotional attachment to Pa. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Well, yeah. I overheard something about a Bachman. Bachman? What about him? Scrawny fella. Does good work in the mines. Hmm. Is he a friend of yours? Nah. Well, then why are you asking about him? I, I just overheard about a Bachman, and then we saw a dead body coming out of the oh. mines. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would correlate those two things in my mind yet, but here we are. <laughs> hey, do we have do we have comms? Yes. Do yes. We have comms, right? Yes. OK. Uh, Dr. Kenton gets gets buzzed from. From Ford. It's a calm from Ford. What do we call it? A ping? Dr. Kitten, I'm having a... I just wanted to let you know I'm having a very good time in the uh, greenhouse. And I will be here for at least three hours. So <laughs> do, do not ask me to come to where you are. And I will meet you wherever you are after this later. Oh. Okay. Okay, have a wonderful night. Sounds like he's having sex. Yeah, with the plants. Doesn't it? Like, what is happening? Put a sock on the door. <laughs> Put I, a space sock I on the door. I refuse to meet this old man who will have his brain uh, skewed. Uh, why do you think I'm going to kill this? I never want to stop voicing him. Why would I kill him? Because everyone kills everyone, Cap. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure Bachman just... Uh, had an accident. Lots of accidents happen in mines. We haven't had anyone die in a long time. That 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 was a dead body. Okay, now you sound like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no, if I sounded like Mitch McConnell, I would sound like this. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> it's bad luck to whistle in a mine. Bachman's always whistling. Sorry, just got distracted. I literally whistled earlier. Oh my god, I never whistle. <laughs> when did you whistle? I whistled when Ford said his awkward shit to kitten. Kit, kitten, mm. kin, kid. Kittens. <laughs> We're also not in the mine yet. Yeah. We're definitely not in the mine. I'll keep that in mind. Get it? Nice. <laughs> well, very funny. Never heard that before. <laughs> you ever been in a mine, Brooks? Actually, no. I've I've never even been to space until this this trip. Lots of big steps for you. You best be careful in the mine. I wouldn't be whistling. 
those tummy knockers will get you. Tummy knockers? <laughs> we all love a good pair of tummy knockers. <laughs> tummy knockers? I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, what, what does he have for sale? Wow, don't care anything about that, huh? I'm just going to walk right past that. <laughs> what's in, okay, what's in the mine, man? <laughs> you just called it. No, it's fine. Yeah. What, do you, what do you want? What do you want to get? No, I want more information. That's weird. You were just kind of making fun of me. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't you. It was my good old friend, Cap. <laughs> Lisa, uh, I think that. Brooks is starting to lose it here. <laughs> Shut up. Um, oh. More medication is in route. Oh, God. I have adjusted the dosage. I'm not taking that shit again. She's having a full breakdown right in, right in front of Mr. Hillman. I'm trying to think of what else I can ask him. You could start with what are Tommy knockers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what a, what a, what a Tommy knockers? Tommy knockers, uh, a folk, a folk tale from old earth, you remember. I was confused because I thought you said tummy knockers first. <laughs> that just, just sounds like tits. <laughs> wow, language lady. <laughs> Late last night or the night before. Tommy knockers, Tommy knockers, knocking at the door. I want to go out, don't know if I can, because I'm so afraid of the Tommy knocker man. It's just an old rhyme. Supposedly, demons in the minds, tricksters like, ah. Uh... This fucking sounds made up. Hey, 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 Catherine. Hmm? Just, it's all made up. All made up. Oh, yeah, that's folklore for you. All made up. <laughs> you believe what you want, Brooks, but uh, you got to be respectful in the mines. Someone could, you know, push over a piece of equipment on you while you're not looking at Tommy Knocker. Okay. It's just an old story. Mr. Hillman, before I see about having my helmet fixed, can I check out with this? Oh, uh, yeah. There's a snow globe that has the front of the mining facility on it. Um, there's that logo kind of emblazoned in red on the front, and then the two large boring towers that sit behind the mine in the back. The sediment under the mine is gray, and when you shake it, much like when you crashed your buggy, this gray regolith shakes up all around it Cute. instead of white snow. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And if you do gift wrapping, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you, Mr. Hillman. Oh, uh, yeah, I can get that ready for you. It might just take me a few minutes. And he starts, like, slowly spreading out perfectly a piece of wrapping paper. He puts the snow globe in the center and starts meticulously folding it and taping it so that there are no seams or anything. It's super boring to watch. I don't recommend it. <laughs> He's very slow. My goodness, he's a master at his craft. Oh, uh, yeah. Lots of grandkids. Been wrapping presents a long time. I just kind of noticed that all my NPCs are very slow and kind of sound like they're falling asleep. 
That's a boring place, that is. Is that for Bobby, I suppose? I'm just rambling on to myself now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got lost in it for a second there. <laughs> pull me out. Pull the ripcord. Uh, there is a door that says yeah. workshop in the back of the building. It says Ma's workshop. Let's in say, oh, the- no. I don't know how we move the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenton grabs his... Uh, gift and nods to brooks and continues on into the workshop he'll uh charge you one carrying credit perfect i mean i would like to get a feeling probably oh roll plus heart to get a feeling oh yeah i've got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good good night i have zero heart it's a seven. On uh, a seven to nine, please hold a one. I guess, are they hiding anything important? Are they hiding anything important? I think that when you mentioned Bachman and that Bachman was dead, he looked afraid only for a moment. You believe that he knows that Bachman is dead and was trying to play it off to you. Okay. Well, that's good. That's confirmation. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I want to buy anything. Nothing suits your fancy. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. That would be very rude to go in someone's shop and say that. Ain't got a sweetheart or something at home? You want to bring a trinket or a bauble? Nope. Hey. Perhaps a hey. brand t-shirt hey. or a sweatshirt? It was it nice. It's getting mighty chilly in here. Nice meeting you, Pa. I'm, I'm gonna... Uh, yeah, the pleasure's all mine. Yeah, I'm gonna go on. Okay, well, say hi to Ma for me. We haven't been talking much. <laughs> Jesus. I've really worked my way into the dog house so lately. Yeah, I have, to, I have to sleep here in the general store. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Well, it's okay. It's comfortable and it smells like wood. I like the smell of wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. Talking. Goodbye. She caught me messing around with Bobby. We had a we accidentally <laughs> had a baby, you know, when we were sleeping together in the back of the buggy. <laughs> the chef robot really knows how to work a flat biscuit. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, grody. Oh, I got Ryan. <laughs> Work a flat biscuit might be the grossest thing I've ever said in my whole life. But the most like descriptive innuendo uh-huh. we've ever said. Yeah. That's good. I want our innuendos to be descriptive. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you two go through the back door to Ma's workshop. Brooks, this is not dissimilar from your workshop on the ship. It is very retro. There are neon signs and these metal posters. What do you call those? Signs. The signs. That's the (laughs) word. You see signs for old earth beers and hot rods along the wall. And you hear commotion coming from underneath the buggy. You recognize this buggy because you've worked on it yourself. Because I fucked it up. (laughs) And you see the short legs of an older woman sticking out from underneath the buggy. And you see sparks flying out. Ah. Uh, Hello, Miss 
Ms. Hillman, I'm sorry that we've caught you in the middle of, of your work, but um, I have uh, a few things for you to fix or alter. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? As you get closer, you see she quickly slides herself out from underneath the buggy and is wearing sort of a welding helmet underneath. You can't quite see her face. And she turns her head to you quickly and lifts it up, and you see a, the jovial face of an older woman kind of smiling at you. There's not too many teeth left in her mouth, uh, <laughs> but she does look happy to see another face. Oh, well, look who it is. You're the ones that came off the road. <laughs> you you must be Ma. I almost said Pa. You must be Ma. That's what it says on the door. <laughs> yes, what Brooks min- means to say is that she is very sorry for ruining your buggy. I'm sure it will be quite complicated to fix it. I'm looking at you with, with daggers in my eyes. <laughs> and to remove the, quite frankly, reckless modifications she made to make it go faster. I will kill you. I will kill you right here. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Ryan dinged it up a dot. I won't, I won't lie to you, but the modifications you made, those are something else. You have to show me what you did. Now I look proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn to do all day? Uh, self, self-taught. Ooh. Woman after my own heart. <laughs> I'm gonna woo this old lady. <laughs> Just Too late. <laughs> Me and Pa are the rocks, as you may have heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, why'd you bring me here? You bring up that helmet? Yes, uh, I do need this helmet to be fixed and also Oof. to... I could fix it up. You still got the warranty? A little piece of paper? The, it should be. We are here on a job for carrying. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding you, sweetheart. I'm just pulling your leg. Ain't no warranty. I can fix it up. I can get a, new, get a new visor on there for you. Take me a moment, but... Could... You know, you taught, you taught me a lot about buggies. I can, I can do this for you. Thank you. Uh, also, the... Yeah. Detail details on this job have been quite scarce, and um, I'm afraid I don't know what we are contending with. I would like my tangle gun Oof. here to be modified with a larger tangle, so to speak, to have the area of effect tag on. Just ta- just tag it, tag it <laughs> no, up real quick. You're speaking my language. <laughs> I know all about tags. Ugh. What? <laughs> I was not hitting on you, and I would never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ever been in a line before? Have I ever been in a line? Have you ever been in a mine? Like down um, in a oh, mine? I'm sorry, a mine. No, it's okay. I heard hit a line. Fuck yeah, let's party. <laughs> That's my one vice. <laughs> You gotta ask that robot. He's got all the drugs. As a man of science, I have not mm-hmm, yeah. uh, typically made such... Ro- no, I've never been in a mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it shows. It shows. Well, yeah, I could fix that gun up for you. It's uh, real narrow down there. I don't know what you're gonna shoot at or nothing, but if you gotta catch a lot of rocks or something... Uh... 
Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Dr. Kenton, run. She's about to push you into a mine. I don't know where it is. (laughs) Have you ever been in a mine before? Get the fuck (laughs) down there! (laughs) This this is Arcadia 19. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you come back uh, after breakfast in the morning. I'll get y'all sorted out. Get it all ready for you. Maybe, uh... Maybe I can figure out what you did to this buggy and maybe you can show me how to do it to the others, make them a little faster. The riding's riding's real boring. What you think about that, Brooks? I would love that. Did you tell me your name? It's written on your spoon. It's oh, written my on spoon? your spacesuit. <laughs> spoon. You make... <laughs> oh, I like the way you're making fun of me. I no, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm pulling up the tags. Oh, not a gun. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I do. Right. I do have my plasma gun. Listen, I'll call the cops. No. I think Kenton just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Wait to watch you go left to watch you leave. What was? What did you make wrong with my plasma gun? The inconsistent or whatever the fuck I said. Volatile, I think. Okay. Do you want her to fix that? Yeah, I, I basically just want her to fix that, and in in the. Yeah, so I think we described it as like it sputters and doesn't quite turn on every time you need it to ever since you had that issue out there. So you can definitely ask her to do something with that. Is there a reliable tag? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, we can always make a tag. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I want it to stay consistent. So add a beneficial tag or customize equipment. So... Yeah, let's say, Kinton, drop me another two carrying credits for your Tangle Gun upgrade. And if you want to ask Ma to fix your sputtering plasma gun, that will also cost you two carrying credits. Looks like your your gun's dripping a little bit there. Dripping? Yeah, that doesn't look good at all. Yeah, I I need you to fix my handy dandy plasma gun well what's been going on well i used it to fix i used it to fix the buggy in a a, the that fucking bullet rain storm you didn't see the posters (laughs) i did but i was in a hurry Obviously. That's yeah, the problem with young folks. Always hurry and always rush. You never take the time to read <laughs> well, the I didn't want to die. Yeah, I get it. That's coming for us all. Eventually. Okay, here's your here's your credits, Ma. Nom 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 nom. Don't eat them. No, they're electronic. I'm just Smack her you. on her head. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you come back with that handsome one in the morning, I'll get all this all fixed up for you. Uh, who who did you call handsome? A young doctor. You find oh. yourself a young doctor like that, you gotta hold on to oh, it. Oh God, no, no, <laughs> young ma. handsome doctor. No, ma. I mean, he can use a little fixing up, but who couldn't? <laughs> it's just us girls talking here. You can okay. say whatever you want. Okay, no. <laughs> this ma's garage, safe place. <laughs> 
Hey, can I ask you hey. a, a question? I suppose that depends on the question, but go ahead, shoot away. Um, I'm just going to keep working on this rover while you ask me the question, so. Everybody's being a little weird about this Bachman situation. Oh, you met Bachman. Nice fella. No, he's a dead guy. That didn't sound like my voice. <laughs> that sounded a little bit like Katie, my granddaughter. <laughs> So you you haven't heard anything that, about what happened to Bachman? Bachman, Bachman, uh... No, shift just ended, though. Lots of people get injured on shift, so I got the infirmary here. I'm debating on if I should insight check her, too. But I, I think it'll pretty much be the same thing. Well, yeah, you know, here. You all here looking for Bachman? You know him? N- n- never, never mind. Well, that's weird. <laughs> I was just trying to gauge if she responded like her husband did. If he's hurt, I better go visit him in the infirmary, make sure he gets oh better. God. <laughs> oh, that gives me an idea. I want to go to the infirmary. Okay, <laughs> okay, my bye. The grits. I can bring. He loves the grits. I can bring him the grits. How how long's my my plasma gun gonna take? I say you come on back in the morning with the handsome young doctor, and I'll have it ready for you. Oh oh oh! I great. Don't, I don't sleep too good anymore, so I'm usually oh. up in the night tinkering. It's because you and Pa are fighting, right? Well, that's a real thing to assume. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, Ma. That's <laughs> last week. Yeah, see you later. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shrimp and Crits Arcadia. It is me, Cap, your speaker, your GM, your best friend. I want to ask each of you a favor. Listen up. The weather's getting cold. The days are getting shorter. Now is the best time to tell a friend about Shrimp and Crits. It's Arcadia season. It's time to snuggle up, put a blanket over your head, and listen to something scary. Let your friends know that Shrimp and Crits is what they need to listen to. Word of mouth is the best way for podcasts to reach new listeners, and we would be so thankful in this season of thanks if you would tell somebody about our show. And speaking of people who listen to our show, I want to thank our new patron, Vanessa, thank you so much for supporting us. It means the world. I hope you enjoy all of that amazing Patreon bonus content. All those hilarious episodes of Barb's bloopers and that incredibly edgy, moody, ferociously intense Tallahassee nights. I want to also remind you about our friend LaRange. LaRange made the outro music for our first season, Shrimp and Crits Golakochica. He has started his own label. That label is called Old Soul Music. 
There are so many great artists that have already been announced, and more and more artists are joining all the time. Check it out at oldsoulmusic.com. I'm sure you want to know how to contact us. Well, I'm here to tell you. You can find us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Shrimp and Crits. You can find us on Blue Sky at shrimpandcrits.com and on Mastodon at shrimpandcrits at podvibes.co. And I know you've heard me say it a million times, but if you can, if you have the time, go and rate and review us on wherever you listen to our show. You can give us stars on Spotify. You can write us a review and give us stars on Apple Podcasts. Those things really help us rise up in the ranking so more people can share in the magic of shrimp and crits. All right, say it with me now. Our show is bi-weekly, and we release on Mondays. Our next episode will be out... I know you know it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. October 23rd. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode, and remember, I'm your friend till the end. Let's go back to you and whatever zany adventure you're on. You're headed to the greenhouse? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Let's see. You called Dr. Kinton and told him you were having a great time at the greenhouse. So we're going to roll it back a little bit to when you're getting there. You enter through these large, clean, hermetically sealed doors into the greenhouse. They open as you approach. And as you enter, you're greeted by... Smells that you are not typically around in space. You smell dirt. You smell foliage. And all around you, you can see growing up from beneath you on tiered shelves and growing down from above you on inverted shelves are a plethora of plants. It is not as assorted and as large as they led you to believe with the pamphlets, but it's beautiful in here you see tomatoes growing on the vine you see herbs you see squashes there's eight or so different lettuce varieties potatoes this red corn hanging from the ceiling and you hear from the back of the room the cooing of chickens the first thing you see other than the foliage in this room is a desk and sticking out from beneath that desk is Someone's pants and someone's rear end. And there's someone under the desk. Excuse me. Ugh. You hear the telltale sign of someone hitting their head on the top of the desk. I, I apologize. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think I'll leave. I don't feel like I want to be friends with you either. No, hold on, give me a second. This is also somehow Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Oh, that's gonna leave or not? Oh, who are you? Hello, my name is Ford, Ford Strong. That's, that's a powerful name. Ford Strong. I, I guess. I am a Tragian. 
doctor, doctor, I should say, and Tragian. Doctor and Tragians, nice to meet you. Is this, is this your greenhouse? Oh, this old thing? Yeah, I'm the botanist. It's, it's beautiful. Can you tell me about this red corn? I've never seen this before. Flint. Flint corn. Natural. Organic. Red. Do you want to try? I would love to. He walks over and just peels one off of the stalk and starts tearing the husk. And he hands it to you. Arthur, not a swede, delicious. I, I would take out my pocket knife and just scrape a little bit off and just mm-hmm. take a bite. Yeah, flint corn is a real thing. It's like multicolored corn here on Earth, but it's got this kind of ruby red coloring to it, which makes for kind of scary grits. Listen, you haven't seen a chicken, have you? Are you asking me if I have seen chickens before? (laughs) No, one particular. Looking all over for it. I see a chicken right over there. No, not the one in the cage. The one that got loose from the cage. Is this a side quest? (laughs) Oh, I, uh, I, I apologize. I've, I've not seen a, a chicken. Bring it back here if you do. Sure, sure thing. Would you mind if I took a little bit of this flint corn? Just a husk or two. Uh, sure, I guess. I gotta ask why. Who? What are you gonna do with that? I live in the culinary world. Is that a planet? <laughs> Some would call me a chef. Well, that makes more sense. Did we hire a new chef? The robot is not a very good chef. No, sir, I am. I'm here with a with a crew of my own. That's too bad. Oh, you're here for the what they found in the mine. If you don't mind me asking. Mind me asking? Yeah, go ahead. That was that was a really good one. <laughs> what do you know anything of what they found in the mine? Well, it wasn't a chicken. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they would have brought it back up to me. Yes, I personally saw a person who seems to have fallen be brought out of the mine. Do you know anything of that? Two arms, two legs, between four and seven feet kind of person? Is that what you mean? I can answer the two arms and two legs. Yes. No, I'm not looking for him. I'm looking for a chicken. Thank, thank you for the corn. Mmm. You're welcome. What was your name again? It was a powerful name. Ford. Ford Strong. Hmm. <laughs> have you ever been in a mine before, Ford? I've. I have been in a mine once. Yes. Have you ever seen anything strange in a mine? Lots of people around here talking about something strange in the mine. A lot of darkness, a lot of dampness. That's... I know the one up here must be pretty different, but not too much. Down. 
It's down there. Not up here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let me ask you again, Ford. You ever been in a mine not made by human? Two arms, two legs, that sort of thing? Strange things, those minds not made by the humans, I hear. And what made the minds here? I suspect that's what you're here to find out. If it was a chicken, I would like you to bring it back up here to me, though. <laughs> but it probably wasn't a chicken. Let me ask you, Intragian. I'm all ears. Have you ever been in a mine? Not built by a human? Two arms, two legs? Of course not. I would never step foot in such a thing. I'm a botanist, not a miner. Says so on my jacket. Oh, I see. I see now. It says botanist right there. Right under Dr. Intrigian. <laughs> botanist. <laughs> well, Intrigian, it was, it was great to meet you. I'll be back around, hopefully, with the chicken that you're looking for. That would be mighty kind. And he puts out his hand. I'll shake his hand. It's wet. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know either, but it is. <laughs> and he wipes his hand on his jacket like your hand was wet. It <laughs> <laughs> goes back to looking under his table. So, so what are you looking for down there before I leave? You are a terrible listener. I'm looking for a chicken. <laughs> under his desk well I'll give you the first hint they tend not to stay around the same place for long you might want to move on to the next desk he looks around the room for another desk and then starts flipping through the papers on his like looking under the papers I would die for this is my Leo if this man's brain <laughs> ends up in a space monkey I will be the most heartbreaking he said totally human I, don't I feel like he's not human is a human why would you think that? Because you just said he's totally human. Listen, what what did Bobby tell you? Well, Bobby lied because there's a robot named Nochi in the kitchen. So. That is not how you say gnocchi. That is definitely not. <laughs> even close. Also, that robot's name is Long. <laughs> I could say Long better than I... I better no get drones, it clones, surrogates, or avatars. Duh. I can't meet the robot because I'm supposed to be from Boston and I can't pronounce the word. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. You've all had a fun ride today, huh? Met a lot of interesting characters with totally normal voices and personalities. I really thought we were going to be we were going to be dead in the mind by now. Is that what you're saying to each other as you all meet up? <laughs> oh, are we meeting? No, up? I'm not meeting up. I'm just running into the mine. I'm just going to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a in the middle of the atrium. There is a elevator that goes down to the mine with a control panel on it. You all know that it is here, but you three, uh, I guess Brooks and Doctor Kinton are walking out of the general store as Ford leaves the greenhouse. You all kind of see each other across the atrium, like you're on opposite ends of a mall. Kenton, as you do enter the atrium, you do smell that semi-burnt coffee smell coming from the bun machine in the cafeteria. Hmm. Yeah, Kenton really does want a coffee. 
Okay, yeah, he gets he go I'll bite. I'll go get a coffee. Right, but I just was I know you guy likes coffee. I got I got nothing for you over there except for a nice cup of coffee. I mean Kenton returns to the atrium with a cup of coffee. <laughs> I kinda want how far is the infirmary? Uh you were in the atrium, everything is pretty equidistant. I just want to kind of walk that way and like see if I can eavesdrop at all. Yeah, you head towards the doors of the infirmary. They're kind of an opaque glass door similar to all the other doors you've seen that kind of shook shook open as you enter them. And they do as you get close, unless you want to stay far away enough to not have the doors automatically open. No, I'll go in. Anyone going with you? No, I mean, if I get caught being up here, I'm just going to act like I just got lost. It's not illegal to go to the doctor's I, office. Yeah, I just I just want to see if I see any drama happening. Did you invite any of us up there? Oh, no. You went off for coffee and I just <laughs> walk away. <laughs> I mean, you're in an open room. You can all see each other doing whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. I'm picturing Brooks crouched crouch walking through the facility because that's what it looks like in a video game when you're sneaking <laughs> Ken, and you can hear like six people eating in the cafeteria commenting on this i'm not crouching sneaking. <laughs> i'm she just have to poop what is happening I'm, just, I'm not sneaking i'm just acting aloof okay these weirdos showed up and spilled a bunch of biscuits and now they're crouch walking through, <laughs> through the atrium <laughs> They're collecting all the potatoes and putting them in one room. It's very weird. <laughs> you enter through the doors of the infirmary. You see an empty waiting room with a empty reception desk. And there is a hallway leading to the back. Each side of the hall is flanked by various closed doors. Do I hear any commotion or anything? Why don't you roll me a survey of the scene? Okay, because my next step would be like to like... See if there's anything on the walls to read. Lots of posters. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, that's good. Wow. Okay. But I can't math. It's an 11. Okay. Ask me two questions from the list. <laughs> Who's in charge here? There's a picture on the wall of a woman. And under the frame, it says Dr. Prentice. Next question. <laughs> I know that already. That, that was a joke. You have to be more clear with your No. I don't think <laughs> you're being serious. No, you kidding? Okay. Okay, I'm thinking, is there something important that I'm missing? And what happened here? Are you trying to see what's going on with Bachman? Yeah, I'm just trying to see if I can see the body that they brought up. Uh, sure. No, I like that a lot. You make your way down this hallway. At the end of the hall, you see a door that is slightly ajar. And through that door, you can see laid out on a table is the body of Bachman. Through the door, you can see that his EVA suit has been cut. By medical shears, very high-tech space medical shears to cut through an EVA suit. And he is laying on this table, chest bare. I think the first thing you see is his head is tilted towards the door, and his lifeless eyes are looking directly at you. Oh. 
<laughs> Who's in charge here, Bachman? Is it the Tommy Docker? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> what a moving moment. <laughs> I laugh and make jokes. I'm nervous. I'm so sorry. Do I see anyone else around? Is it just him? Yeah, you look through the door more and you see the back of a woman. She's holding a data pad similar to Bobby's. Her back is turned towards you. She has black hair that's kind of shoulder length, slicked back. And as you're looking at her, you hear her say, You can just go ahead and come on in if you like. Did you answer? Is there something important that I'm missing? It's possible I didn't answer that. Are you looking for anything in particular? A cause of death, maybe? Sure, I think I'll give that to you through this interaction. Okay. If it's all the same to you. You can go ahead and come on in if you like. No use sneaking around. Oh, I... Uh, this is not the cafeteria. And you are not the doctor, it seems. Oh, absolutely not. Did 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 you ping for the doctor? I I can go get him. As soon as anyone enters my infirmary, uh, your Eva suit sends me your vitals, and it looks like you've had a stressful day. Oh, is that correct, Brooks? Brooks, right? Yeah, it's me. You seem pretty comfortable around cadavers. Um, <clears throat> or perhaps not. And she covers him <laughs> with a sheet. <laughs> what happened? It seems that Bachman had an incident down in the mines. These things do happen, but not typically to this severity. But, but what? <laughs> I would be happy to show you. You see, she touches a panel on this table that Bachman is laying on, and his body gets shrouded in this blue light for a moment, and then that light lifts up above the body, and you see a full-body x-ray of Bachman. And you can see with no medical knowledge needed that something pierced through his midsection, shattering bones and organs and anything in its way. You're a mechanic. You've worked with hard machinery. It looks like a pipe or a pole just completely impaled him. Did he did he take a fall? No signs seem to lead towards that sort of trauma. No, just wrong place, wrong time. Hmm. He'll be sent home on the next ship out. I listen as riveting as this conversation is. <laughs> if you would like to ping the doctor, that uh, yeah, I would love a second opinion. Yeah, I'll I'll ping. I'll uh, I just start pressing buttons on my call. If you need to leave or have a drink of water or something, I understand being around a cadaver is difficult. Would you like to sit down? Would you like a pill? No, no drugs. That. I'm going to sit down. <laughs> Not in the <laughs> well, middle of the don't sit there. That's the cadaver. <laughs> no, I'm going to sit on a chair. 
and I'll I'll ping Doctor Kitten Kin Kinton. I feel like I just in, unintentionally say kitten every time, and I <laughs> will never be able to not. Yo, Doctor. Yes. <laughs> yes, Brooks. Um, you you needed in the infirmary. Oh. Um. Okay. I. Uh, I'm on the way. I just got a fresh cup of coffee. Would you like one, Brooks? Uh, sure. Make that two. And bring Dr. Prentice one, too. Oh, I didn't realize I was on speakerphone. (laughs) All right, Dr. Kitten, roll me an act under fire to see if you can hold three (laughs) coffees at once. (laughs) He's a pro. Ford, could you help me with this coffee? We are needed. He won't touch the bead water. You don't have to touch it. You just have to. I'm more of a tea guy. (laughs) You don't really have to roll to carry coffee. (laughs) Ford, are you coming? Are you coming in as well? Uh, For my act under fire to not uh, hold the Mm -hmm. tea, Mm -hmm. I rolled uh, box cars. (laughs) Not hold the tea. That's more of a keep your head down to avoid oh my dipping God. in the coffee. Mm, mm. Maybe protect someone. I actually did roll box cars. I'm very upset about it. <laughs> yeah, save it. Okay, we're in the infirmary. Yep. Good, 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 good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What seems to be the whoa? And then I drop the coffee everywhere. <laughs> Spill all the coffee onto Bachman. And he goes, ah! <laughs> do 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 and that's how the episode ends. This, this is just what we're we like to fool our new people coming in with a dead body. I'm fine. You thought this was a horror campaign. It's actually a sitcom. <laughs> Dr. Kenton, your reputation precedes you. Oh, oh, goodness. Um, thank you, Dr. Prentice. Prentice. I was looking for the cafeteria. <laughs> your friend here stumbled upon the operating room yes my uh my co-workers here are um well brooks hasn't been away from earth before and it does show (laughs) i believe ford is just naturally a little suspicious Um, i understand that accidents happen is this young man okay? Is is he going to be... Is he sleeping? Can I take a look? Should I take a look? Can I see this? Did she cover him yes. up? Is that right? It is covered. I would love to get both of your opinions, actually. And she lifts the sheet uh, uh, down to his waist, um, covering his lower section. But you see there is a gaping... Nope, that's not the word I want to use. Can you lower it just a little bit more, please? (laughs) You see this very large and deep open wound going through his ribcage. It is no longer bleeding at this point, but the face of Bachman is locked in this open mouth scream, his eyes wide open looking towards the door now grayed over in death. And if you'd like, you can survey the scene. I think that I would immediately grab any kind of swabs or like um, sample collecting equipment and start. Ooh, you have that, right? Yourself. 
Yes. Isn't that in your gear? Let's see. I have contain. No, I have a guide. I have sample container containers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I would just start swabbing the wound. I think that Kenton oh, is feel free. relatively unfazed here. Yeah, that makes sense. You've seen, you've done work on cadavers in school. Uh, roll me a survey of the scene plus one for your equipment and expertise. Okay, survey the scene is plus head. Head. In your head. Oh, yeah, I got a room. Oh, wait. Ooh, 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 ooh. Actually, actually, hey. Does he have a move? I'm not surveying the scene. I'm what are you doing, I'm using, sir? I'm using wire in the blood. Oh, tell me more. When you suspect something is alien in nature, which I do, ooh. roll plus head to see if you can learn the truth about it. On a 10 plus, the speaker will tell you something important about the alien. On a 7 to 9, the alien learns something important about you. Don't know how that works, dear. <laughs> <laughs> on a miss you reveal vital you reveal a vital vulnerability to it and learn nothing yeah let's roll it sick i love it yeah i think that kenton when he sees this type of a wound immediately snaps into work mode he's like oh shit i'm clocked in right starting right now basically so mm-hmm. there's no words just science just science i rolled an eight plus Three is 11. Wow. So what does it say on a 10 plus? The speaker will tell you something important about the alien. If it's not an alien, I guess that would be a sufficient (laughs) reward. Well, Bachman is not an alien. I'll give you that. (laughs) Sure. I think this is a bit of a science montage, if you'll allow me, of you collecting samples from inside the wound and around the wound and using some of Dr. Prentice's equipment to study those samples. Is that okay with you? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Makes sense. So I think it takes a little bit of time. We see, you know, a few shots of Brooks and Ford in the waiting room, drinking their teas and coffees, uh, reading all of the very informative posters and brochures. Highlights magazines. Sure are there highlights magazines with all the puzzles already filled out, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and what your studies... Hmm. What do your experiments tell you, Dr. Kinton? One, what pierced Bachman does not seem to be artificial. You find that they did not drain the wound when the body was delivered. The wound was drained upon delivery. You see that Bachman's internal organs have almost been pulled up to that hole. They are not pulled out of his body, but they have shifted in that direction. And you find buried in the viscera a single hard fibrous hair. I think we see you pull it out and hold it in front of you. It's about as long as a finger. Well... Isn't that interesting? Indeed.
while you think I have a quip that I should have said before I did this. Yeah, go ahead and do it. I think I'm it's, pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> I'm, I think it's safe to diagnose him with a giant fucking hole in his chest. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Lord.